would say getting into real estate, I think that a lot of people think that buying their house is going to be their major, like their best asset or their best way to financial freedom. But I actually still rent uh, an apartment because I just have so many more benefits of renting. And I knew that if I was able to buy real estate to pay for my liabilities through cash uh, passive income, that would allow me to live financially free. And so I did. A big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Okay, Money Talkers, I am here with Brandon Duff, and we just got done with an amazing episode. Um, we talked about all kinds of things that he's been doing, um, but this is the High Impact Series where I'm going to ask Brandon the one big question, and, uh, and we're going to see if there's something that you can take away from this for you to be able to put your podcast down, go have a money talk with your kids, and go have an impact on their lives. And so if you do this, and you did it once a week for 52 weeks, you will literally change their financial future. So Brandon, are you ready? I'm, I'm super ready. <laughs> All right, great. So here we go. What is the one thing you could teach about that you feel our schools don't, but has had a major impact on your life? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would say getting into real estate, I think that a lot of people think that buying their house is going to be their major, like their best asset or their best way to financial freedom. But I actually still rent uh, an apartment because I just have so many more benefits of renting. And I knew that if I was able to buy real estate to pay for my liabilities through cash uh, passive income, that would allow me to live financially free. And so I did. I, there's so many different ways you can get into real estate from house hacking to wholesaling to buying rental properties. And if you don't know what house hacking is, um, you could essentially rent an apartment and rent out another room that covers your rent, right? So sure, you don't get all the other benefits of um, just equity or creative financing, but you can really just, you know, rent, let, uh, wow, live rent free so that you can reinvest that money into actual buying your first rental property. So that's kind of what I did. Um, I, I started dating a girl who was in property management and uh, we got a great discount on our rent. So I used all my extra income to buy my first rental property uh, in 2015 and I put down 20%, but it, it, I only did it because I, um, I was investing out of state. I couldn't afford uh, California, so I invested in Las Vegas. So I put down 20%. If you were to actually live in your rental property, say you buy a two unit, building or you buy a single family house and rent out the other 
uh, rooms, you can get in as little as three and a half percent, five percent, ten percent. Just depends on what your threshold is on what your mortgage is and what you can afford and your debt to income ratio. But uh, once I bought that first unit it, or uh, house, it opened up a lot of other opportunities. And so in 2015, I put 20% down on my first rental property and I just can follow that similar model on my second property in 2016, where I bought another uh, single family home for 122. Uh, both of those properties are about 650 a month and they rent for about $1,100 a month. So I was getting about $500 extra a month on passive income, but I was also getting tax benefits where I can write off my income tax to pretty much lower my, my income threshold. Uh, I was able to get equity in the house. So the, the renters were actually paying down my, uh, my mortgage for me so that I was getting um, just a great deal of equity in the house, but it was also appreciating so that I was getting it both ways, right? I was having it paid down and it was appreciating. And so I was getting that spread between the two. Um, in 2017, I actually used the equity in my single family home, the first one, and money in my own, my own uh, income or my own profits and savings to buy my first core unit. And that's when like the magic really starts happening is you're not worried of, when you have like a single family house, it's either all or nothing. Once you start, spreading that liability, uh, it allows for a lot more risk-free investments. So I bought my first four unit and those were renting for about $3,200 uh, a month for all of it. And I think the mortgage was only like 1,600. And then, uh, so I was getting at that point, five, five, uh, about two, $2,500 extra a month of just passive income. Obviously, there's other things that you have to take account for, like capital expenditures, repairs, that sort of thing. But you always you know, have a nest egg and a, a separate account where you can protect that money and make sure that you save it for some kind of rainy day if like, something breaks or you need to uh, do remodels or anything like that or just a turnover. So, so right there, um, you're, you basically are making money while you sleep. So you have yes. a $30,000 a year job from other people living in your properties. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and, and you're getting the, and you're having your mortgages paid down. So you're having equity build that way yeah. and you're having appreciation the other way. Right. So somewhere in the neighborhood of probably a 50 or $60,000 a year job. Yep. And they did it. Then cool. you used the, the asset to buy the assets. Yep. Well, this is, this is actually where the, the magic happens. So um, after that, I, I have four buildings in a sense or three buildings in a sense. And in 2019, I was actually able to refinance all those properties, pull out all the equity besides the limits that they um, instill and buy another rental property pretty much without any money out of my own pocket. So I was able to transfer all the equity and uh, equity and appreciation in these buildings and move it and buy something without any other money. So I was essentially creating more debt to create more cash flow. So I, I actually had, uh, after I did that, I actually had enough to pay off other debts where I um, paid off my like a, a TV, I paid off my car and I paid off uh, like our Peloton bike. So I wanted to free up all those extra liabilities so I could create more cash flow even more. So a lot of people are afraid of debt and 
there's good debt and there's bad debt. So you need to know the difference between debt because debt can actually make you a substantial amount of money in cash flow if used correctly. So that's something that I would say is the number one thing that I can tell you. They didn't teach you all that in high school? Uh, No, I actually failed (laughs) at college twice. So uh, (laughs) this is all through self-education and learning by myself uh, and things that I was actually interested in. For me, I was not a big fan of college because I I already had a CPA, but I had to take a CPA class and they should have just gave me an A because I was already paying for a CPA to do it for me instead of having to learn myself. So I was actually hiring someone to do it. So I felt like, why, why don't you give me an A? And they didn't. <laughs> so I, I left college twice and uh, I, uh, I feel that um, I learned a great deal just by learning from other people and just finding things I'm passionate about and uh, just seeing patterns and behaviors of other people. Every, I was training high wealthy people and all they had in common was they owned real estate. So I wanted to mimic that. That's amazing. So what um, you basically, you know, I believe we're in the age of education, right? Self-education because there's all right. the information's out there. So whatever you want to learn, you can. And so um, I wanted you to, you know, I'm glad you told that story. The, like how it didn't take, it didn't, you weren't a millionaire day one, right? So you bought a hundred and little, a hundred thousand dollar house. Right. And you came up with, uh, you were able to, you know, put down a 20% down payment and, um, and, and you started there and then, uh, where are you at now? So I'm currently about 1.6 million in net worth. Um, I'm 33. Um, so I've only been really investing in real estate in the last four or five years. Um, I think that a lot of people, especially in W2 employees, they, they, they think that they just need to make more money when 50% of their taxes are taken from them every year. I mean, if you look at your sales tax, your income tax, social security, when you sell something, when you buy something, capital expenditures, social security, all these different taxes, it's about 50, 50, 51%. You guys need to, or people in general, just need to learn how to save money too and make sure they cut their expenses and cut their liabilities so that they can reinvest into like income producing assets. Yeah. And you're not living like a hobbit, right? It's not, it's not like you're like, ah, I can't, you know, I only eat rice for four years and I can't do anything. Like you, have, you know, you can have a regular life. You just need to find the, the options that it does that stuff. And so, um, but before I get into, you know, cutting expenses and all that stuff. But um, I really want to say thank you, man. That's, um, I think the takeaway for me um, that you can, you can say is that you, it doesn't take a fortune to build one, right? Not at all. You, you've got to, you've got to put a little bit of, you got to put some sweat equity into learning. Um, but the tools are out there for you to learn those things. And, uh, and, and just, if you're going to be a parent, and you're going to teach this is to start talking to your kids about real estate you need to start talking about a couple of things. One is you make your money when you buy it. Right. And so you, you don't jump on any opportunity. You jump on the good ones and you be willing to walk away. Um, two, you've got to have some sort of down payment to be able to, and you can't, you gotta be able to to set yourself up to buy, I guess would be the place I would say. So you need to put some savings away. You need to, uh, make sure that you have good credit. Um, and that, uh, and that you're prepared to move forward because when those good opportunities come, they don't last very long. Right. You can't, you can't do those things when you need it. You need to do them prior to, right. so start off, you know, this, but when you're having those talks with your kids, like you want to tell them, this is why 
that you need to have these scenarios in place before you, when you come out of school, like don't mess up and then get stuck in the trap where the opportunities come up to you and you're what, 29 years old and you can buy a property and you can't because you've, you know, taken out a bunch of t you got a bunch of free t-shirts at football games for credit cards. And then you just decided not to pay off your $200 credit cards. Right. right? You can't, you can't fix credit when you need it. <laughs> right. And there's, you know, there are ways, and this might go against traditional thinking, but there are ways to, we don't need great credit or you don't need money to buy investments. Like you can literally borrow other people's money and obviously talk to a lawyer, your financial advisor. Um, I'm not giving advice. This is just education, but um, you can literally borrow other people's money and use it as an investment to buy your own asset. Um, you can talk to other uh, like on my last property that I bought, I did seller financing. So the owner of the property is actually carrying the note for me. I'm not going through a bank. I didn't have to show them my credit score. I did because I have a great credit score of 800 something, 750 now because of refinancing. But uh, yeah, like I, I, know, I paid off my house and I dropped 50 points. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. How does this work? <laughs> so little like these traditional ways of thinking of that you need a perfect credit score and you need a bunch of money. It's not necessarily true, but uh, you can, I mean, the best way if you want to just do it on your own is exactly what you said is make sure you're set up, make sure your credit score, if you want to do it the traditional way and you're not looking to get crazy out there, um, then yeah, having a great credit score and going to the bank is going to be your best friend. Well, as I've met people who didn't have great credit, they always say to me, it's literally almost verbatim as almost, they always, always say, well, you know, I used to have really good credit and I'm usually just, I was, always, and I've done finance for 20 years and I'm like, everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> you start off, <laughs> you start off that way. So <laughs> if you can not come out of the gate, everyone says, oh, you should keep good credit, but they don't really have a why. And so what I, I mean, you're at a, you know, in, in your thirties at a, at a million six and, you know, as you mentioned, like, you just kind of got it, got it in, you got started taking action and learning and self-educating those kinds of things. And so you didn't, you know, it wasn't like you were there and uh, you were handed some family fortune. It just, you started taking the actions to do the things. And so um, the easier you can make it, the better for my mind. But as long as there's a why, so if you want to have your kids not be financially held to you as a parent as well, which is kind of scary. Um, and you want them, you know, out of the basement, um, then you, you know, you want to make sure that you're giving this advice and that there's a way that they can build wealth quickly. And you're right. There is other ways there's wholesaling. There's even Airbnb hacks yep. where you can rent and re-rent and there's yep. hustle. Um, if you want to get into real estate investing, find a real estate investor. Most of us like to talk about it all day long. You know, yes, we're, yes. we're a wealth of knowledge and we're willing to do it. So, um, that's the thing I'd like you guys to, to hopefully be able to take away from this and go implement is and then you want to talk about cash flow. And so you want to look at what does a property rent for, what a down payment does to affect what your mortgage payment will be, uh, what different rates and terms would look like. And then what, if you're going to net out what the money is you get also the, the money that you're going to pay down on a principal. So if you just go to something like bankrate.com, they have an amortization schedule there, just put in your mortgage info. It sounds like a lot worse than it is. You literally just type in like four boxes. It's like 30 years, 4.5, uh, 200,000 and then you hit calculate and it shows you how much each month your principal will go down. And uh, if you show that to kids and they learn those things, maybe they won't be like me and become a mortgage broker with a finance degree that uh, didn't know what a mortgage was. So <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> Selling mortgages, I didn't know what they were. So, uh, 
but you know those little these little things that we take for granted that we think that everyone will know or they'll know when they need to know is is mind shifting for kids so get get out there uh have these conversations with them put the headphones down and get there and uh use this high impact series to make a make a difference uh brandon where are they finding you if they uh to get to get more uh to get more brandon duff in their life yeah they can go to brandon duff um just on facebook or they can go to the moneyfriends.com and on the top i have a media section and you can find all my social media links there too perfect man the moneyfriends.com go check it out check out brandon uh thanks man i appreciate it Hey, thank you so much for having me on as your guest at the Money Talkers. It's been amazing. You always provide massive value, so I appreciate you. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker